Hey guys, before we start this conversation off, I just want to make this really clear. Just to make sure that no one gets hurt and no one feels disrespected, this conversation is not meant to be directly meant to be to anyone directly. It's not supposed to be meant to take personally. We're just talking about people's ideologies and what they believe and their viewpoints and their perspectives on the world. To all of our question askers, our speakers, if you feel like someone's attacking you personally, Please make sure you contact us via chat if someone's talking or you raise your hand so that we can know that you you feel like you're being attacked personally so we can gauge the conversation that way. We in no way want anybody to feel disrespected or like somebody coming out for them because that is not the point of this. We love y'all and we know we love your mental health too. We don't want y'all to suffer. So talk to us. Now, the Jim Colas and, and Selma, that hasn't that wasn't too far removed. That's like 50 years ago. So that that's something else. But when we talk about slavery, I am personally sick of people talking about white people, you're colonizers. You don't understand what slavery felt like. Neither do you. You were not in slavery. And that's not me trying to to um, invalidate anybody's experience. Is that don't be a hypocrite. I'm not going to sit up here and tell a white person you don't understand slavery when I personally don't understand what happened. I can't fully fathom it. Do I have that that mental turmoil and trauma that I spoke of? Yes, I do. But physically, do I understand? Mentally, do I fully understand? Emotionally, psychologically, do I understand? No, because I wasn't put in that place. And that's a privilege I have as a fifth removed, fourth, third removed generation from slavery. I had the privilege to say, yo, I didn't go through slavery. I didn't go to the civil rights movement. I didn't go through Selma. I didn't go through the water hoses. I didn't go through the dogs. I'm going through this right now. And I'm standing up because I have more privileges than they did. And I want to make sure that y'all understand that though we have changed, we have come far systematically. We haven't come that far. And we have to identify like as a people, we do have privilege. But I think what people... The reason why people overlook that is because when whenever a black person says, okay, I have privilege, a lot of white people want to just dismantle white privilege as if like that systematically isn't a thing. I really feel like I understand what you're saying completely because no, we have not experienced slavery. We are definitely in what the 21st century. So we are not experiencing slavery, but I think that a lot of people touch on it because we, like you said, we experience the repercussions of it. We experience what happens after you get through that. Once you saw that, once you get rid of slavery, there were still going to be things that happened after it, afterwards, but it doesn't mean that we experienced slavery. So using that as an excuse, we sh- definitely shouldn't use that as an excuse or use that as something to say, well, we felt this, da 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 I understand people saying we as in Black people, but you could say your ancestors instead of saying we so that you can get rid of the concept of 
you experienced it. You know what I mean? Because you under, you may understand the experience of it, but you weren't put in that position. So I think we should start addressing the actual problem that we're experiencing now compared to saying slavery as the main topic. So say, okay, so what are you experiencing? What is it that's making you have a offense or feel like there's a problem with people that are of the white race? You know what I mean? So like, you gotta really dig down deeper than just slavery because there's so much more than just that. I agree with that because I know when I like when I bring up like slavery, it it is something of like that can be an exhausting topic. But as well, I feel like it's because there's so much that we don't know and we're still finding out. And for many African Americans, like like you know, black people here, we have a diaspora of culture where we kind of we get lost or cut off from our roots because we don't know where we came from. Because we can be part Native American, we can be part white or part you know part African but we don't know our culture like we don't know our tribes and I feel like that because we don't know that much about ourselves we cling on so much to trying to find out what more we can find or what more we can see from here but right now we're just rooted in a place of like fear from where it started there's so much like pain and fear that came from it and like the extent of how far that can go deep. It's just, yeah. Yeah, so kind of like going off of what you guys said about how like you shouldn't say like, oh, slavery is like the only problem. Um, I, you know, I do think that uh, slavery obviously caused Jim Crow to happen, which has caused um, a lot of the issues in the black community now uh, that have happened, like father absences. Um, I know like black on black crime is really high. Gang culture is really, is like really prominent, stuff like that. And um, I think policy should be put in place to help, to help issues like that. Um, I know like a lot of, I, I've seen a lot of Democrat politicians like try to make this excuse like, oh, white supremacy is like a major problem when it really isn't. Regarding privileges, there are different kinds of privileges, you know, there's, the, I definitely believe there's white privilege, but there's also like male privilege, straight privilege, it's all different types, you know, types, types of privilege, you know, like, I may not have white privilege, but I have male privilege, and no one's, like, if I act out or, like, have an emotional time or something like that, no one's going to think I'm emotional because I'm a man, you know what I mean? And that's really unfortunate and very misogynistic, but it's just the society we live in, unfortunately. So I definitely have male privilege. I definitely have privileges like that. But I think instead of us just being like, oh, you got this privilege, you got it better than me. I think we all need to start accepting and acknowledging what privilege we have. That way we can better our world around us. Because even though I don't have white privilege, I have male privilege and I can use that to help other people out, you know, saying instead of taking like all the credit from me, I can use my male privilege to give credit to the people who actually deserve it, you know. Uh, can I ask a question real quick? I just want to know like uh, what like policies or what like things make a white person privileged? 
so I think as far as privilege, when we address it, we need to know which definition or what type of privilege we're addressing. Same thing with what Cameron was saying. I think as far as white privilege, we look at it as, okay, so for this is in a, a situation example, if a black person is were to be addressed by the police officer, depending on how the police officer is, which also overlaps with racism and prejudice and stuff, depending on how that police officer is, then he may address us differently than they may address a white person. You know what I mean? So it's certain things that come with skin color that as like somebody that is white may not see it, but somebody that is black can see it. You know what I mean? You can clearly see the distinctiveness or like as far as when Cheyenne was talking about education, as far as education, they look at it, oh, you're smart to be a black girl. Instead of it just being, I'm smart. They, they try to pin that type of thing on us. And sometimes some teachers don't see that at all. Some people don't see it. They just look at it as, okay, she has the same amount of grades as any other person. But some people look at it as if you're not raising, say the first year of school, you don't raise your hand or anything. They think, oh, she's just in the class. But then once they see that you're smart, they're like, oh, you're smart to be a black girl. So it's like certain things that happen that it doesn't happen every single time or not every single person sees it like may see us as that but that has to come with the what we see as white privilege your skin tone and being addressed differently because of it and how it could be also be the opportunity and yeah it could also be the grace that we give it they have been a, a bunch of different types of ways that um privilege can come into play yeah I'm so, yes, oh. we love the, the guest star. Yes, hold on. I'm so sorry, um, but we're recording. If you want to speak, go ahead. Um, can you just repeat it? We couldn't hear you very well. <laughs> Did she want to speak, Anaya? If not, oh, she can't good. hear y'all. I have my AirPods in. She can hear me talking. <laughs> <laughs> she said she want to speak real quick? That's completely okay. She does. If she want to say something. No, I'm just calling her. Okay, she said she was just commenting. Okay. <laughs> we love um, that, Mama. Okay, who's next again? Yeah, I am. Okay. All right, so I want to, before we get into the policies things, I want to really address something that I noticed in the Black community, like, it goes off of privilege. So, America was built on slavery, right? We got, I, the reason, I'm, I'm starting this way for a reason. We had, we were thought of to be one-third human we weren't eligible to vote, to even have a say in anything. So because when we came over here, we never had a political idea, a political thought, we weren't even thought of as human to have one. We as Black Americans are not educated enough on Democrat, on, on Democratic policies, Republican policies, independent policies. This is why you see a lot of Black people becoming Democratic. And why you see a lot of pushback on Black Republicans. Because what the media has done is push this idea that Black re Republicans are self-haters. And that's because it's feeding off of the miseducation of Black people of policies. I personally, I'm an independent. Um, I vote based off of, or I do my political opinion based off of spiritual standings and, and also like a lot of other things. But that's why I wanted to preference that because I know that whenever we have these conversations about policy, when uh, it talks about white privilege and stuff like that, a lot of, I only say Republicans because let's be real, it do be Republicans that know their stuff more than Democrats. We just gotta be real. I'm not saying that to comfort nobody. Just That's just how it is. But most of the times when people, when, when you have these conversations between policies with Republicans and Democrats, 
Republicans tend to dismantle ideas like white privilege because a lot of Democrats and Black people aren't well-versed on the policies. I'm, I'm going to sit up here. I'm not going to tell you that I'm very well-versed on the policies, but I can say that I know some things where white privilege, the idea of white privilege, you can talk to some higher up people. They can tell you the policies, but I know for the most part, the average American, the average Black American, white privilege is characterized by the interpersonal racism that they see that takes part in the hierarchy of companies and government. And it's not necessarily that all of this white privilege has to specifically do with um, uh, what the government has put in place. I mean, we can say one third the one third person policy, the idea that people can really be fired for their hair. Now that is white privilege. The fact that people have to lobby for um, the fact that black people can just wear their hair wherever they want and they don't have to be discriminated against. Now that's a policy I know about because yeah. But other than that, I'm, I know me, as for me and my household, I can't tell you a whole bunch of uh, things. But like I said before, what ends up happening is because the white population of America, and it's not always white, sometimes it's Asian, sometimes it's white passing, whoever has that, that privilege of skin to look like whatever society thinks is acceptable. Because they had that like generational pass down of politics, um, educating themselves about money, economics, business, because they not only have that that class that class privilege, but they also have that that privilege of skin because of slavery. Going back to that, you have people who are continuously doing interpersonal slavery, hitting companies and being CEOs, and they're they're being people that that uh, hire people, and they're being people that run countries, and they they are so it's like these microaggressions that people have that aren't being checked. They're taking that out on large populations because they have the power to. And the, the, there's a lot of times where things like redlining, people pass laws to stop that from happening, but companies still did it because the corporation is faulty because you got humans behind it. They do what they want to do when they want to do it. They don't care. So <laughs> like there have been a lot of policies passed to stop discrimination. I know that if you read it, the 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 books won't tell you what the people will because the books are going to just tell you the cold hard facts of what they tried to do and the people will tell you how what they tried to do didn't show up like it was supposed to do um i was going to just mention uh stephanie kind of stole one of my things like redlining because i was going to actually mention how like re like gerrymandering like because you know how in segregation there was a thing called with pioneering and so pioneering is when like a black person would go into like a predominantly white area to buy a house there was a danger with that because you know you were stepped into like some of those areas you could be in danger of people trying to kick you out or throw you out by force and so that's the thing where how like gangs started like a group of black people would start you know trying to do that and also that other thing Bethany mentioned with like hair discrimination. But I actually was going to also talk about um, HBCUs or PWIs because there are also other cases where many states will look to underfund HBCUs or PWIs. Um, regarding your question, Maddie, like Bethany said, I am not very well-versed in the like, like legalities and stuff like that. I need to do better on that myself personally. 
But when I'm thinking of privileges, like Bethany said, it's more interpersonal. It's more societal, you know? Like, instead of it being legalities, I'm thinking like the privilege of having the benefit of a doubt, you know what I mean? Because um, my little brother, right? He is stocky built, you know? So he looks like he can, he can put up a fight sometimes. <laughs> um, but that can be a bad thing too, because someone may think, oh, he's doing something wrong when he's just playing in the, um, in the playground or doing something. He's just doing, he's just doing kid stuff. So that's what I'm thinking of privileges. Like I said before, I'm not really well-versed in legalities, but there are some things that hinder Black people from doing that. I also agree of what Cameron said. And I also kind of wanted to put my little two cents into it. I don't know if it makes sense. But um, I also feel like when it comes to privileges, like what Cameron said earlier, it comes to like men. And sometimes, especially like nationwide, with all races, let's say for hip hop, they feel like women should be crying over men and should be chasing after men and only should be singing about R&B. Men have the right, excuse my language, to call women and, and do this and do that. So they start to have these attitudes, these arrogant attitudes towards women. And they start to be like, well, yeah, cause I'm a man, I can do this and she not gonna do nothing. So it's kind of like, we gotta prove each other wrong at times. And I understand, you know what I'm saying? You stand your ground, but you be respectful about it. You know what I'm saying? And especially when it's privileges, if you feel like something wrong, you should address it. Privilege, color, like they start making fun of your skin tone or how you look or your culture or your religion, you stand up to it. And I feel like, if we're trying to put a stop to that generational curse of privileges and feeling like somebody has more, first we gotta make sure we ain't like having these high priorities and like, oh, cause I'm this, I do this, or because like what y'all said earlier, oh, cause I'm black, I'm not racist. Everybody that made mistakes. I don't care if it was something that you farted, you ain't say, excuse me. I don't know if you, I don't care if you push somebody in the sand. I don't care. Everybody make mistakes. And that goes along with privileges too, because they feel like you gotta be perfect. And God didn't make people perfect. Because if everything was perfect, we'll be in this basic world looking like robots. People bopple beep. No, thank you. So at the end of the day, we got to take into consideration that we got to stop living in the clouds and get back into reality and stop making it seem like, oh, I miss perfect. Like, girl, do you not remember you used to eat cheeseburgers? <laughs> so it's like, you got to remember who you are. Like, that's the whole thing with privileges. You have to remember who you are. I don't care if you came from a low place to the highest place in the goddamn old sky. You need to remember who you are. It ain't no tea, no shape, no pink lemonade. Remember who you are and stay humble to who you are and don't change who you are because that's what comes with privileges because they feel like because you got privileges, you got to change yourself. No, you be you. Do you boo, boo, ooh. And that's so Murray had a little lamb. Thank you. 
All right. We appreciate that lightheartedness, Miss Ma'am. I appreciate that. Me and Cameron was just talking about this. This conversation so heavy, and you just started throwing out. All right, all right, all right. Came in a clutch. Came in a clutch. Woo! Mm, great laugh. Maddie, did you, were you about to ask a question or say something? I know your hand was raised. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, oh. I, I, I was going to say something, but I forgot what I was going to say. So we can just move on to the next topic. Bet. So yeah. you talked about, uh, you mentioned Black on Black crime, right? And then earlier we mentioned police. And I think we should all talk about that. I personally think that black on black crime exists but let me tell you something what i do not like is when people ostracize black on black crime like it's the only thing that happens so what i noticed the counter argument to black on black crime is but there is white on white crime and my argument is that doesn't invalidate black on black crime so what i think we need to do is identify first of all obviously white people kill white people asian people kill asian people latino people kill latino people duh obviously this duh but i think the reason why people talk about black on black crime is because we have this minority group we have we have black people brown people people of color at a disproportionate rate killing themselves killing each other and when we talk about um police brutality but we don't talk about the disproportionate rate of which we're killing each other Sorry if I get emotional, y'all, because it irritates me. I know y'all not going to like this stats, but I, I'm going to tell you this before. Some Republican Trump supporters, sorry, I know this is very stereotypical, but this is how people think. This I know this is how y'all think. Before a Republican Trump supporter or anti whoever y'all think is the most radical Trump um, Republican, y'all just in your face. Police do not kill Black people as much as Black people kill Black people. And um, it hurts me to the core, and I'm really about to cry because we have gotten so conditioned to see the black on black crime, the, the hatred towards our own self and our community take place that we have normalized it. And we've given people this past of like, oh, it's because this happened. I am not going to sit up here and say that there aren't some things that cause this from happening. Yes, people don't get the right opportunities. Sometimes they don't have money and food, so they pushing drugs and they in a the gang because they need brotherhood. They need money. I got that. But we have to remember, we are killing us first. And if we do not take this nip this in the bud, how are we going to expect people to take us seriously? I watched this video, and this KKK member, ahead of it, he said, oh, we're not killing black people no more because all you got to do is put guns and liquor in the hood and they'll do it themselves. Want to hear more of the conversation? Just stick around for part four. Thanks for listening to the Well Catch Ant. We'll see you next time. Bye.
All thoughts, opinions, and ideas are those of the students in this episode. This discussion does not portray the official standpoint of George Washington Carver Center for Arts and Technology or the Baltimore County Public Schools.